This is the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. Uh, this week on the podcast, we have a couple figures that we're going to be talking about in Funko Focus. Um, nothing in 4Ks this week, or for, nothing for 4K Spotlight. Um, in our Through the Wall, Rose is going to go on a little bit of a rant. <laughs> just a little bit. Just, just, just a little bit. And then for our headliner this evening, we are going to be breaking down the 2021 movie Tom and Jerry. So this should be a, a fun episode. Oh, yes. <laughs> so much. Yeah, But without further ado, let's get into it. Let's do it. Hey guys, what's up? This is Donnie, and I host the Adulting with Donnie podcast. And this is not the show to listen to if you're trying to be a better adult. I started this podcast as a way to offload some thoughts uh, that I have throughout the week. My topics vary widely every week. Movies I've seen, guns and gun control, sex, people that are stupid, why I don't care about celebrity opinions, TV shows, snowmobiling, the list goes on and on. I'm always taking topic suggestions from fans of the show too. So join me each week on Adulting with Donnie as I pour some bourbon and allow you to see the inner workings of the mind of a madman. Live free and rant hard. Alrighty, first up in Funko Focus. Uh, there's a couple new figures that we're going to be talking about for my pick this week. Um, if you guys have not seen WandaVision episode, I want to say eight? There's nine episodes. Is it episode eight that this one's revealed? Uh, yes. Yeah, at the tail end. Okay, so if you have not catched the ass end of episode eight, um, spoiler alerts ahead, skip ahead a couple minutes at least. <laughs> um, but my pick for Funko Focus is the White Vision. And holy shit. <laughs> This figure is badass. She is a beauty. She really is a beauty. Yeah. So for those of you that um, don't know, you probably skipped ahead, but whatever. Um, so this is the vision that's lacking any color that is was activated by sword, and he's lost all pigment, so he's just pure white, and it's just. So badass. So freaking really badass. Is. It's so cool. Yeah. Freaking loved it. Um, So good. It is such a good f- looking figure. Um, I only have... I only have a couple different visions. I have the one from Age of Ultron. I believe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Age of Ultron. Um, and then I have the first appearance vision. I thought the vision, besides the first appearance you had, is the same one that I have, which was from Infinity War. It might have been Infinity War. It's whichever one's floating on his cape. I'm pretty sure it's Infinity Yeah, because remember, uh, we went to Hot Topic to get him, and uh, we got the last two. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, my mistake. The one from Infinity War. 
Um, love that figure, and I love this figure. I think it looks so freaking cool. It almost kind of gives me like uh, the prototype vibes. I can agree with that, and I am absolutely okay with that. Yeah. Um, the thing that freaking throws this figure over the moon for me is it's glow in the dark. Oh shit! It is. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh shit. Yeah. So it's like most of the face is white, like it glows white, and I think the eyes are blue. Pretty sure. Um, they haven't. I don't think I've seen a decent picture of the glow yet, but ugh, freaking legit. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, this isn't one that I'm particularly going to pick up. I just thought this one was like super badass. I prefer the vision when he's all like colored like the vision. <laughs> uh, so are you visionist? I'm I'm a little visionist. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Rose, what is your Funko Focus this week? Uh, so my Funko Focus is they announced a new Qui-Gon Gen Pop from the Phantom Menace. So if you guys have had bad luck getting, uh, I think there's been like two or three other releases of Qui-Gon Gen. So if you've had trouble, like literally every single other Funko collector, here's your chance. Even though this is also going to be an exclusive, it ain't going to be common. Um, they haven't announced yet where it will be exclusive to, but... Yeah, keep your eyes peeled because every it seems like everybody always wants a Qui-Gon Jinn Pop. And if you want one, you always have to pay out the ass for one. No joke. So is this figure um, the classic looking Qui-Gon Jinn or updated or anything so, like that? What does it say? Uh, so it's uh, quite so the um, what is it? Um. Wow, the uh, tag, I guess I don't know what it's called uh, On the bottom of the box just says Qui-Gon Jinn Tatooine hmm. So, I mean, he's wearing his classic Jedi robe um, Has one arm out And then he's holding his lightsaber So is this like an updated model Or is it like the original like blocky looking model? No, it's an updated model It's an updated model yeah, that's pretty badass then. You know, honestly, I could just show you right now. Yeah, I haven't seen. Oh, sh- shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my it God. Freaking it dropped me. <laughs> what? It cracked. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Dude, how much would that have sucked? <laughs> that would especially sucked. You know how much this phone costed? Or costs, not costed. I can talk. Costed. I can speak English, I promise. <laughs> I don't even know if you got a good look of that. Did you? No, I, I got a decent look. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Before I freaked the hell out. Yeah. Uh, I actually prefer the modern look to the old look, and it, at least when it comes to Star Wars. I think the Star Wars classic look is a little just too generic. That's fair. Oh, especially like when it comes to like Han Solo or Luke Skywalker. Yeah, oh, they man. look like damn. It's basically playing the the Lego game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just about to bring that up. <laughs> oh shit. Um, 
Yeah, like literally, you could change Anakin or Luke's hair, and they'd look exactly the same. Yeah, straight up. So, <laughs> I actually uh, appreciate that they updated the model. I do for Qui Gon. So, friggin' awesome! That is a, a kicking f- figure. A kicking figure? A kick? A ki- I don't know. Words are hard today. Dude, I, like, I went off for, like, two for minutes. Is kick ass. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Dude, like, no joke. I'm this morning, saying. I was talking to, I was talking to Brielle, and for, like, I swear, it was, like, a minute where I was just, like, uttering nonsense. <laughs> like, it was, like, it was to the point I didn't even know what I was saying. And oh, a lot of, I, I feel like a lot of the stuff that I was saying weren't even real words. It was just, like, noises. It was just like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and it went on for a lot longer than I'm I, I feel good about. <laughs> just thinking to herself, are you taking uh vocal lessons from Iris? Because that's what it sounds like. Dude, getting stuck in baby talk is like a legit thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, anyway, that's our Funko Focus this week. Uh, Do you have anything else you wanted to say about your Qui-Gon? No, I mean, I don't have any interest in picking it up, but it's cool, but I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. And so, yeah. But it's cool. So, that's all I want to say. Agreed. It's cool. Um, All right, moving on over to Through the Wall. I think we are properly prepared now for your rant. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so, I'm going to lean back and just enjoy the show. <laughs> so, I believe it was, you know, actually, I'm going to pull this up because you guys need to know this specific thing. So, um, as I'm sure everyone knows, unfortunately, Stephen Hillenberg passed away a couple years ago due to ALS. And Stephen Hillenberg was the creator of SpongeBob SquarePants. And he had one wish when he, well, I'm sure he had many other wishes, but, um, so yeah, so this was two, two days ago that this was announced, um, which was, uh, what was that? March 4th, this was announced. Um, so he had a couple of guidelines when it came to SpongeBob SquarePants, um, the biggest one was that there was going, there were to be no spinoffs. It was just supposed to be uh, the SpongeBob SquarePants show. That's it. Well, after Steven Hillenberg passed, Nickelodeon decided to f a dead man. I'm gonna put it bluntly like that. <laughs> um, and decided to not only green light, gr- green light isn't that the word, right? Yeah. Greenlight, not one, but two SpongeBob spinoffs. The first one is the one that we actually already have. It's on Paramount Plus right now, and that is Camp Coral, which literally, oh my gosh, just ruined SpongeBob continuity so much because so many of these characters did not mean when they were little kids. But we're not talking about Camp Coral. We're talking about the show that they announced two days ago, which was the Patrick Star Show. Why? What? Yeah. Oh, you didn't know that? I thought I you knew. I heard about Camp Coral. I didn't hear about the Patrick Star show. Yeah, yeah. 
they are legit doing a Patrick Star show. Because the com- yeah, because the comedic sidekick getting his own show has always worked so well in the past for other series. We're looking at you, Planet Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So uh. Yeah. Um. Liter- so I guess it will. What was it? So it says Nickelodeon has issued a 13 episode order for its SpongeBob SquarePants spinoff, The Patrick Star Show. Following rumors of development last summer, the show will feature a young adult Patrick living at home with his parents, Bunny and Cecil, his grandpa and little sister, Squidina, and follow as he hosts his own television show from his bedroom studio. It will debut sometime this summer on Nickelodeon. Oh, good lord. I just want to point out um, the. What the hell is up with. Okay, I'm going to try not to break my phone again. Try my phone again. But okay, Caleb, so this is how the cast of characters is supposed to look. Um, That's not even how his parents look. Right? Thank you. So I forget what episode it is, but there's one episode we are actually introduced to Patrick Starr's parents. First imposters, but then his actual parents towards the end. They never looked like that. They were actually pink. What the shit? Yeah. Um, and, and when also, did he have a little sister? Yeah, right. And uh, why does she have a triangle head? Is she, is she a, supposed to? Is she starfish? I don't think she looks more like. Oh what, my wait, gosh! What, isn't her name Squid something? What's her yeah, her name? Or maybe she's adopted. Oh my gosh! I was gonna say, did Patrick's mom have an affair with Squidward's mom? Or sorry, did Squid? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's not how that works. <laughs> I don't know if Nickelodeon wants to go to that territory yet. Um, no, sorry. Did Patrick's mom have an affair with Squidward's dad? And bada bing, bada boom, and she just passed it off as, oh yeah, that's totally Patrick's uh, dad's daughter. There's no doubt about that. Did you see the striking resemblance? What? So, yeah, I am beyond pissed off about this. Um, They are going against everything that Steven Hillenburg said um, and just milking SpongeBob for literally all that they can. And they're literally going to run this series, this character, these characters into the ground. And oh, my gosh, it's, it's going to be a, a sad day. Like, honestly, I, I, I know you haven't watched it yet, Caleb. I haven't either. But the third SpongeBob movie I've heard is literally just a prelude uh, into Camp Coral. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, yay. Dude, like, there's so many different options that they could have gone with when it, in, in regards to a spinoff. Doing one about Patrick, a character that we know really well, so dumb. The only one that I I would ever want to spin off, but the only one that I think would make sense would actually be Sandy and see her life before she became to before she came to Bikini Bottom. Yeah. Either that or something along the lines of like Plankton and Mr. Krabs. 
We kind of got that, though, in one episode. Like, you actually saw them as little kids and, like, why they hated you. Or, because, uh, have you seen that episode at all? I don't think I have. So, they, yeah, so, so Mr. Krabs and Plankton actually used to be best friends as kids, but... Um, they actually, ca- I, I want to say I'm remembering this correctly. They actually came up with the Krabby Patty secret formula together. Um, and because um, Mr. Krabs, I guess, didn't want to, you know, be like share the recipe. He wanted to like take it for his own. That's why they split up and Plankton made his own recipe and Mr. Krabs banked off of that recipe. And I need to watch the episode again. But yeah, so they used to be friends as kids, but then the whole burger situation just ruined it for them. Okay, so knowing that, then, um, yeah, Sandy would be the next obvious choice. Oh, not Squidward. Um, Can we get Squidward, Squidward and Squilliam as kids? Yeah, he kind of is. I I kind of want at least like a little short though of like Squidward and Squilliam and why they hate each other so much. Like yeah, I would, I would not fun. hate that. Even though hopefully they I, like I touch would upon that in Camp Coral. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna watch maybe. the third movie before I watch uh, Camp Coral because I actually was gonna watch like uh, an episode of Camp Coral last night on Paramount Plus, but I'm like, oh shit, I haven't watched the movie yet. I should probably watch that first. Yeah. So did they release the entire uh, season on Paramount Plus or? I don't know how long the first season is because right now there's like seven episodes on there, so I don't know if that's the whole season. Hmm. So. Okay. Huh. Yeah, this is uh this is a mistake. <laughs> a very big mistake. Uh. So disappointing. Like, yeah. if you're going to not respect the wishes of a creator's work or at least what he wanted to happen with his work at least freaking do something good mhm like i haven't seen camp coral i'm going to i'm going to give it a shot but i mean obviously after i see the movie now knowing that that's kind of a prelude to camp coral but uh, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to give this show a, a chance. It's just I don't think I'm going to. Like why? Like um honestly, I mean Camp Coral is is one thing, but I I feel this is too far. Yeah. Honestly, I think I they should have done something completely different. I would have actually almost preferred like uh a documentary style show where it's interviewing the residents of Bikini Bottom during the shenanigans that SpongeBob gets up to. That would actually be interesting. Yeah, and then like you wouldn't even have to do like a full feature length or not feature length, a full length show. You could just make those shorts if you really wanted to. Can the interviewer please be Perch Perkins though? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad you got yeah. the reference. Yeah. I'm 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 disappointed in Nick. Give me both. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I'm disappointed about. Um 
One, actually, I didn't, I, I just remembered this, so I might as well bring it up. Um, Rugrats. Oh, they are yeah, rebooting that new CGI Rugrats. movie. Or not, sorry, not movie, show. Uh, I appreciate that they brought back the cast. Oh, they did? I didn't know that. I mean, I think I did. If if they didn't, then Angelica and Chucky sounded damn near perfect. Well, that's good. I still haven't watched the trailer for that. I need to. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's... um. Oh, shit. What's her name? She does oh, the... the voice for Bubbles in the... Is it Tara Strong? Yeah. Th- oh, yeah. She plays Tommy, right? Yeah, yeah. I think she does Tommy and Angelica. Oh, shit. But I, I'm pretty sure she's back. That's awesome. Yeah, and then I don't I don't know who the rest of the cast is. At least not off the top of my head, but I I hope they brought back the the rest of the cast. Not Chucky in. sounded a little off, but it was almost like Chucky sounded it Chucky sounded like the <laughs> the voice for him was older. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So is yeah. is that going to be exclusively on Paramount Plus? I'm pretty sure. I okay. think I saw the Paramount Plus exclusive um, intro or outro. Okay. okay, cool. Yeah, so that one's going to be interesting. I ho- I hope they just don't. Nick just didn't run out of ideas and just like just reboot the old shit. <laughs> Dude, Nick ran out of ideas a long time ago. You're not wrong. But who knows? Maybe something good will come out of it. Like maybe uh what's his name? Butch Hartman will bring back Danny Phantom. That'd be awesome. Also, I want I actually well, okay, actually wait, no, we got a true ending to the Fairly Odd Parents with Channel Chasers. Never mind. That's a that to me that's the definitive yeah. <laughs> ending. That is not, the definitive ending. Not that <laughs> anything shit after that, that is garbage. Yeah, not that shit that Nickelodeon came up with for the final season. Dude, have you watched any of the episodes after? Oh, it's awful. God awful. Yeah, they they're they're trash. <laughs> okay, I actually want a true series ending to Jimmy Neutron because we never got one. Dude, I want Jimmy Neutron back. You and me both. Stupid ant bully. Freaking ruined it all. Yeah. Freaking god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to make not a lot of money, you bastard. No, you should have just pumped out another Jimmy Neutron movie and called it good. There we go. Gosh, that show could have gone on for at least four or five more seasons. <laughs> oh, easy. And we probably would have gotten like two or three more Jimmy Timmy Power Hours. That would have been sick. <laughs> that would have. Oh, dude, I would have loved if they brought in like Danny Phantom, SpongeBob, you know, just like Nicktoons Unite. That oh my so gosh. Cool. Dude, that would be so cool. That'd be so cool. But Man, Paramount it's... Plus seems like it's actually one of the few streaming services that they've announced that I'm like kind of impressed by. At least with the content like, that they're releasing. Dude, like I told you, I, I've been very impressed too because um, I finally found a streaming service. Because Hulu didn't have it, even though like 
I felt like they used to have all the Nickelodeon shows, but Paramount Plus finally has all three seasons of Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. And I'm no freaking shit. Mood. Yep, yeah. Ooh. It's freaking awesome. I'm loving it. Ooh, I'm sold. Yep. Right? I was, I was going to be sold on <laughs> on the freaking Rugrat reboot and some of the movies that they were talking about having on there, but Ned's Declassified, that, that's hard to beat. <laughs> yep. Then, yeah, got that. Although I love how Netflix and Paramount Plus are sharing iCarly right now. Yeah. That's I think kinda they kind of have to. Just to, like, just so, par- I think that's, like, the, the cost for Paramount Plus to be, like, here is one of our better shows. And then get them to be, like, oh, I wonder what happened to all those other Nick shows. And then they're, like, oh, Paramount Plus. And- yeah. We get Zoe 101, Drake and Josh. The, they even have the Amanda show on there. No shit. <laughs> yeah, oh, my gosh. Dude. I'm going to have Freaking fun looking chi- through Paramount yeah, Plus. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. Freaking childhood nostalgia. Yeah. I, I'm i actually really excited because they announced they, they were going to um, do a Last Airbender movie. Like an animated one. Okay, good. Thank goodness it's animated. Yeah, like I think they're they were talking like original cast and everything, or just kind of going Ooh. back to the story. They're actually just starting a, an Avatar Studios. That's awesome. So who knows what that means? If that means that we get more Aang, if we just get more Avatar in general. Because I think the Avatar story is so freaking interesting. Oh, it is. I didn't watch a lot of it as a kid, but, I mean, from what I've heard from friends, yeah, it was one of the greatest shows ever created. Easily. Dude, like, even their filler episodes, and you know when there are filler episodes, <laughs> but you don't get mad or just kind of like, eh, I guess I'm not, I'm not going to watch this one. Yeah. Because the filler episodes add such a richness to every character it's insane it is absolutely insane what the creators were able to do and it makes me sad because that's what i feel like legend of korra could have been had nick known what they had yeah but like have you heard the story with that uh yeah so the the reason legend of korra or at least the creators kind of blame the Legend of Korra, uh, or the not super success of Legend of Korra, what they blame it on is Nick were cutting back um, on shows, and so they were only funding one season at a time. Oh. And so, and then they wouldn't say, they wouldn't tell him, oh yeah, we'll fund you for another season. They, like, they thought, okay, this is our only chance to tell a story, we're going to tell a good one. So it was like an overarching story for the whole season. And so like they told their story and then it was just like, okay, now it can come to an end. And then they were just like, actually that did really good. Uh, We want a second season. And they're like, shit. (laughs) And so they did it again. And then I think they were talking about canceling it and, or not continuing on with the third season. And so they're just like, all right, let's go freaking ham. On this, so they did like an insane story in season two, like just one that was just like 
an end all for for Avatar. <laughs> and then they're like, actually, we want a third season. And they're like, shit. <laughs> you assholes. And then the third and then the third season didn't do as well. It's like, gee, I wonder why. Yeah, and so like they had to do because they, it was insane. Cause so like the the first episode or the first season that story focuses on someone that has the ability to take away bending, and ends Ooh. up taking away the bending of the avatar. Oh, okay. And then she has to kind of like unlock her her spiritual side and unlock her chi and then like regains her bending and everything has to learn from like her past selves. It's like, it's a really good story. And then the second season, when they thought that they were going to get canceled, they went, it's, they went back to the, the beginning, the very beginning, the, uh, the spiritual, or, or the spirits inside the Avatar, the ones that give the Avatar their power, they went and did that and had, like, a big-ass freaking fight. Like, a huge freaking fight, where it was just, like, there was, like, someone trying to become, like, the dark Avatar. Because they're, like, there's, like, a yin and yang, oh. so these spirits that are constantly fighting, one's good, one's evil... And so, like, they're constantly fighting, and then the good is able to lock away the darkness, but then there's some dude trying to unlock that, and so he's able to, like, remove the, he removes the spirit from, or the good spirit from the Avatar, Korra. He removes that, and it takes away her connection to all of her past lives. And so... Yeah, and so when she gets her powers back, it's like starting fresh. Like she's the only avatar that she can like access. She can't go back to her past lives and ask for guidance or or help or whatever the hell that she wants. Damn. Yeah, and then the third season, she has to fight some freaking military woman. <laughs> Okay, I can understand why the third season didn't do so well. Yeah, they just jumped and they're just like, okay, so this chick is trying to take over the Earth Kingdom uh, with her metal benders and, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's basically it. It's it's sad. It, it's the way that I watch Avatar, I don't watch the third. I will watch the first se- or the third season like, if I wanted to start Avatar from the beginning and just be like, okay, I want to watch all the Avatar episodes, I'll watch the third season of Korra. Then I'll start with, like, Avatar, The Last Airbender, finish that, and then go into Legend of Korra. And so I finish on the ending of season two. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. But I hope we get more. Like, I loved Korra. I loved The Last Airbender. I want more of just the Avatar world. I think they built such an amazing world that they can explore. Like, I want to go... I would love it if they went back and explained, like, told the story of different Avatars. That'd be super dope. Like, if they went back and told, like, maybe finished off Aang's story. 
like we know where where Cora ends, and obviously like it, her, she's like the continues the line, so you can continue on with Cora if you want. But I would do like a full season where it's just focusing on Aang's story after the the Last Airbender series. So focus on Aang and everything that he accomplished. Then go back to Roku, finish or go through whatever he accomplished. Which I mean, you don't really have to because they did like a really a good powwow episode of his backstory. But I think you could get into it a little bit more. And then, then go back to the the earth bending avatar, and then go back to the water bending avatar, and like just keep moving yourself back. Like yeah. that would be freaking dope. That would be super <laughs> dope. <laughs> just make sure M Night Shyamalan doesn't touch anything. No, <laughs> M Night Shyamalan can go to hell. <laughs> oh, anyway, shit. there's my avatar rant. <laughs> All right, I love it. Um, all right. Well, that concludes Through the Wall. So let's move on to this week's headliner where we break down Tom and Jerry. Let's do it. First up, uh, we actually asked a question of the week this week, and we got a few responses, or just a couple. Yeah, it was just a couple. Um, So the question that we asked is, what is, past or present, what is your favorite Tom and Jerry bit? Um... So, our first response comes to us from Flamingal5, otherwise known as Sammy. Uh, she says, I'm sheltered because I don't think I've ever seen a Tom and Jerry episode slash bit. My heart. It hurts. <laughs> Sammy. What the hell? How have you not seen at least one Tom and Jerry short? Listen I know. Out. You're missing out. Tom and Jerry's freaking amazing. It's pretty. I mean, it's pretty violent for a cartoon, at least nowadays, with all the Karens and snowflakes out there. But straight up, it's it's it still holds up. So Sammy, go check out Tom and Jerry, either the movie or the classic show, whichever. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that <laughs> with the movie. Um, no, no, no. I got the perfect recommendation. Willy Wonka and Tom and Jerry and the Chocolate Factory. There we go. That's oh, the one. Oh, good lord! She definitely Don't check do that out. to her. Don't <laughs> do that to her. No, that's you the one asshole. You should definitely check out. Don't listen. You'll to have him. nightmares. <laughs> you will have nightmares. I promise you. Trust me. Uh, don't listen to him. Go watch a classic <laughs> Tom and Jerry episode. Just anything that's not those movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Next up we got a response from Wolfie Lobito six six six. Yeah, it. I guess that's okay. Uh he said the golf episode is my all time fave and also the weird Gene Dyked episodes. 
Okay, I've seen the golf episode. I I don't know about that latter one. Um, I think. Let me just double check, but I'm pretty sure Gene Dyke is a uh, an artist on one of the shows. Oh, he's the creator of Tom and Jerry. Oh. That sounds like a really good episode, though. Yeah, so he was um actually the animator. Hell yeah, for, that's awesome. For Tom and Jerry. So let's see. He. I probably should have looked this up beforehand, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, from 1961 to 1962, he directed 13 Tom and Jerry shorts for MGM. Very nice. Uh, he says he had misgivings about Tom and Jerry, thinking that they were needlessly violent. (laughs) (laughs) Um, however, after being assigned to work on the series, he quickly realized that nobody took the violence seriously and it was merely a parody of exaggerated human emotions Hmm. i'm glad to hear no one took it seriously unlike today yeah so nice to know even in the 60s people thought that it was violent yeah but they didn't take it that seriously thank goodness no no one took it that seriously like you didn't have to put do not attempt this at home (laughs) It's like, oh, I shouldn't drop a piano on my cat or on my siblings or uh, we hadn't entered the jackass days yet. Yeah, true that. <laughs> but yeah, so that those um episodes, I think I remember his animation and I loved those those episodes. Um but the golf episode is an absolute classic. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. I love the ever-living hell out of the golf episodes. I loved all the, the gags that they were able to do with it. Like the when Tom's freaking whacking Jerry with the <laughs> the golf club, and then he like lifts it up, and then he can see the outline of Jerry <laughs> sticking his tongue out. <laughs> you know, honestly, I'm kind of surprised that your uh, mom lets you watch Tom and Jerry. Or did you have to sneak it? Um, that's one that I kind of had to sneak at first until she eventually got to the point where she's like, ah, it's an old show. Okay. All right. Yeah, but Tom and Jerry was a a classic. I love that show. (laughs) Jeez, are you all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm just (laughs) dying over here. It's all good. Oh, shit. Um... But yeah, Tom and Jerry was was an instant classic. I loved Tom and Jerry. So, thank you, you two, for answering our question of the week. We really appreciate hearing from you guys. Yeah, so, getting into the breakdown. um, If you guys are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we have individually graded to come to a final all bros letter grade um the seven or the eight categories that we grade are story writing acting character development effects music costumes and then at the very end we give our own personal grade 
So we have not discussed our personal grades yet because we're we're going to save that for the end because the final grade can actually bump this up, could bump it down. And it's all the prize. Yeah, and I like to be surprised too, so that's why we're doing it this way. <laughs> Depends on what kind of surprise, though. Yeah, at least we'll me. see. Yeah. So anyway, um, starting off with story. If you have not seen this movie, it is on HBO Max right now, and I think it's is it streaming like is it permanently on HBO Max or is this one of those streaming uh, for thirty days? No, it's one of those streaming for thirty days, but it's also in theaters right now. So okay. Yeah, so go check out this movie. Um, go give it some love. And then come it's, back. Yeah, and then come back. Um, and then Rose is going to spoil the whole thing again. Yeah. So, if you don't want to see the movie, I guess don't. I guess you can be an <laughs> asshole like that. Um, just know <laughs> that we're going to spoil the movie for you. <laughs> so. Uh, so, without further ado, everyone, it is Reading with Rose time with two E's. I love how you always have to add that. I gots to. I gots to. All right. In Manhattan, Tom Cat, who dreams of becoming a pianist, plays in Central Park while his longtime rival, Jerry Mouse, is in search of a new home. During one of Tom's performances, Jerry picks a fight with him, which ends with Tom's keyboard destroyed. Kayla Forrester, a young woman doing odd jobs, ends up bumping into Tom while he is chasing Jerry. Looking for a position at the Royal Gate Hotel, Kayla is tasked with helping event manager Terrence Mendoza to set up a high-profile wedding after presenting a stolen resume as her own. At the same time, Jerry takes up residence at the hotel where his regular shenanigans involve stealing food and items to ramp up his new lifestyle. Prita Maida and her fiancé Ben, along with their pets Spike and Toots, I didn't even realize that was the name of it, her cat, Toots. Yep. Okay. Okay. Arrive at the so hotel. I think Spike where... said it different. Like, it's not Toots. Oh. <laughs> a, a Spike, a Spike always said it like Toots. Oh, Toots. Okay, fine. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, fine. With their Spike's pets, Spike and Toots. Arrive at the hotel where they are met by Kayla and Terrence, who both greet them, unaware of Jerry, Jerry stealing from Prita's handbag. As the couple is escorted to their rooms, Jerry's presence is made known, which puts the wedding and the hotel at risk. Kayla offers to help catch Jerry without anyone knowing, which impresses Henry DeBros, the hotel's owner. In her pursuit to catch Jerry, Kayla befriends a bartender named Cameron. Meanwhile, a depressed Tom falls into despair until he notices Jerry inside one of the hotel rooms. An enraged Tom goes after him, leading to the pair fighting and wrecking the whole room. Kayla comes to comes to check due to noise complaints, befriends Tom, and persuades DeBros on hiring him to catch Jerry, despite Terrence's disagreement. After many failed attempts, Tom finally succeeds in getting Jerry out of the hotel. Meanwhile, Kayla learns from Prita that her engagement ring is missing and offers to help without Ben knowing, sparking a friendship between the two. Learning that Tom has gotten rid of Jerry, Kayla celebrates with Cameron and Tom, and the latter plays a song on the piano to impress Toots. However, Jerry returns and reveals to Kayla that he had Prita's ring with him and agrees to give it back to her if she lets him stay. Before Kayla can agree, Terrence returns from, walk from Walking Spike. 
Jerry hides in Kayla's coat pocket, sparking a chase during which Spike, Tom, and Jerry demolish the hotel lobby. Terrence is put on leave while Kayla takes over as event manager for returning the ring stolen by Jerry. To prevent any more of Tom and Jerry's shenanigans risking the wedding and thus her job, Kayla tells them that they have to get along and spend the whole next day far away from the hotel if they want to stay, which they agree. Tom and Jerry bond during their trip, but unfortunately are taken to a pet compound after they inadvertently disrupt a baseball game. Okay, I just want to point this out. So that's what gets them thrown into the pound? It's not just a cat and mouse being at a baseball game? <laughs> right? It's the fact that they actually interfered with the game? Okay. Yeah. What, that's, I whatever. don't feel like that's an uncommon occurrence in Tom and Jerry. Okay, fair enough. Like, I feel yeah. like they do get away with shit like that, and then when they, when shit just hits the fan, then they get sent to the pound, or then they get in trouble, or and then they're told, hey, no cats allowed. I kind of got the, I, because uh, I kind of got that same vibe in um, the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie, because, like, no one really batted an eye when they saw a walking moose and a flying squirrel. They're just like, oh my gosh, you guys are those characters from the cartoon. This is amazing. Not, oh my, holy shit, you can actually walk on your two feet. Yep. But, whatever. <laughs> um, eventual, cartoon logic for you. Yeah, exactly. A vengeful Terrence visits Tom and Jerry in their cell, and he tells lies about the duo, angering them both. At the start of the wedding, Terrence incites Tom and Jerry to fight, which ultimately results in the rest of the hotel getting wrecked, the wedding ruined, and Kayla and Tom getting kicked out. Knowing that it is their fault the wedding was ruined, Tom and Jerry finally put their differences aside and work together to fix everything. Fix up everything. They pursue Prita on an electric skateboard and aerial drone and lure her to Ben, which results in the wedding being held at Central Park better than originally planned. Prita and Ben open up with each other, while Kayla, along with Linda Perrybottom, the woman from which she took the resume, get jobs at the hotel. As the film ends, the wedding continues until a mashup caused by Jerry reignites his longtime battle with Tom. Did you see the post credit scene? Because I didn't even know there was one. Which one? It says, in a post credit scene, Ben finds he is being charged full price for both weddings. That sucks. I did not see that one. No. Yeah, because I even like fast-forward through the credits just to make sure I didn't miss anything, and I guess I fast-forwarded too fast. Huh. Maybe it was like at the very end. Or did yeah. you go to the very end? I thought I did, but I guess not. No. Weird. I mean, it doesn't really sound like we missed that much. It's no. not really critical to the story. Yeah. Um. Which, speaking of this story, <laughs> it's it was okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel, at least from like, to me, I feel it's kind of hard to like come up with a decent story for a Tom and Jerry movie. I mean, they've struggled in the past. Insert, you know, the what, what, Tom and Jerry, Wizard of Oz, Tom and Jerry, Willy Wonka, 
Tom and Jerry literally are in every single old time movie. So, yeah, Tom and Jerry doesn't work as a movie, unfortunately. I I can definitely agree with you on that one. That it really only works as a how how long were the shorts? Like fifteen minutes. Uh, sometimes even shorter than that. Yeah. Like the whole the episodes. Like I think the the episodes were made up of four different bits. Okay. And so it's twenty minutes for, yeah. So like the the overall show was about half an hour, with like a break in the middle for commercials, and it would play two bits commercial, two bits. So you're looking at maybe ten minutes per, or not ten, like five six minutes per bit. Yeah, that and that I works so much better. It does, honestly. And I've given this a lot of thought as to if I would actually enjoy this. And I think I might have. This animation style with smaller bits. Ooh. Yes. Just like classic Tom and Jerry bits just animated in this style. I can definitely agree with that. Because I actually, yeah, like we'll get to... the animation and effects, but overall, the animation was actually really good, at least to me. Yeah, like Tom, there's Tom with Tom and Jerry. It's not, it's not about the story. We're there for the mindless violence. <laughs> yeah, and you know, Caleb, Caleb brought up a very good point after we both finished watching this movie, and he said that after he finished. He felt that the movie was what did you say it was too light on. I, I yeah, the exact so word. it was. I felt like all the so the the hits. I felt they were just yes, they were very I mean. light. They felt almost soft in a way. Yes, and then I told Caleb, and we absolutely both agree that in this day and age, even what they pulled off in this movie with Tom and Jerry, you know, like getting after each other, the smacking, the clunking, all of that shit, it's going to piss some people off. It's going to piss off Karens. It's going to piss off um, snowflakes. Someone is going to find a reason to be like, oh, this is too violent for kids. Like, it's okay. What the hell do you expect? I'm, I'm going to give him a, a, a jolly old middle finger and be, what the hell did you <laughs> expect from Tom and Jerry? That is literally the whole plot of Tom and Jerry. They're a cat and a mouse, and they do not like each other that much. Yeah. They beat each other up. This is how the show works. That is exactly how the show works. And when when I say, like, there were some decent hits in this where, like, I think there was um, a bit where Tom hits Butch the dog in the head and he has his little like goose yes, egg that appears. that was funny. That was fantastic. Yeah, but it's like even that, it felt light. Yeah. Like it felt like I don't know, like an easily fixable thing. If uh, you want, like I, sh- I sent um, Rose a, a video afterward of a compilation of all of the hits and punches and just all of the damage that happened in the old Tom and Jerry yeah. cartoons. It laughing feels my ass off, by the way. Heavy. Oh, hands down. And I wish that we got that in this movie. Yeah, like, I'm trying to think. Like, 
for instance, like there's a a bit where in the old cartoon where Tom has his hand on like a mouse trap and then it it snaps on his on his hand and he like screams like does his normal like like scream and like flips out any hit like that it didn't have that like that level of impact it was no. just very like a a quick little psh, and then he was just like oh like did a little freak out it just it didn't feel like it didn't feel like it had much weight to it it was like the same bits there was only like one where i like genuinely laughed because it felt like it 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 got the closest to the Tom and Jerry humor and it's when Tom and Jerry are on the piano and <laughs> Jerry just like punches Tom in the face that yeah that was pretty funny and i think what what made it not land as hard as like the other ones did like in the original is when he punched Tom, it's like Tom's head kind of spun around, and then like his lips kind of went around his head, in like the old like cartoony fashion. But in the Tom and Jerry cartoon way back when, when that would happen, <laughs> like you could feel the freaking weight to it. There was just like, bop. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't true. like a cartoony spin and like the lips going around and and oh. Drop my phone. <laughs> um, there wasn't that weight or that weight, and that's like what ma- I felt made the jokes land in Tom and Jerry. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Although I'll have to admit, I did like the opening with them in a Central Park with Tom pre- pretending to be blind, and Jerry. What wasn't he just like dancing for money? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I liked the, that. I thought it was pretty funny. It was a good bit. Like there, they do plenty of bits where it's it's like that, where it's not quite, um, all physical. It's a lot of situational humor. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm trying to think of one. There's okay, so there's one where Tom is at like, um, some sort of music center, and he's performing. And he's playing the piano and like really like beautifully. And then he, he like Jerry is sleeping inside the piano. And so it's like making like while he's doing all these crazy things, it's like bumping Jerry around. And then Jerry like gets pissed off. He gets like booted out of the piano. And then he like climbs back up, goes to the side of the piano and so you see tom just like still playing the piano super elegantly like nose turned up and everything and then he while he's playing he like looks over to the side and sees jerry standing there still with like kind of nosed up and then you see jerry just grab the like the the cover and slam it on on tom's (laughs) fingers that shit is hilarious and then like all throughout this like the music changes up but (laughs) <laughs> you, gosh, like I I love that bit, but it's just the situational humor worked like that because it was Tom and Jerry like trying to get at each other while they were trying to do stuff. Mm. But it's just I 
they could have thrown in a little bit more. I would have killed it with this movie. <laughs> like, I straight, like, same resources. I feel like I could have knocked this one out of the park. Given us the old classic Tom and Jerry. Like, yes, the Karens would have been at my door. But I wouldn't give two shits. Because I know I released a good Tom and Jerry movie. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we ended up scoring the story at a 73.5. Which it's above average slightly. Yeah. That that truly is what the story is. Like I said, I, I feel it's very hard to make a or give a plot line for a Tom and Jerry movie and what they gave us was like decent but I mean it was nothing I really cared about like yeah they I think that this I hope this movie is successful I don't hope I don't wish any movie to not be successful but I wish I hope that this movie does okay, but I feel what would have thrown this over the top would have been getting, like, let's see. Like, what's uh, an average... How long was this movie? Hour, like an hour, hour and a half? 40. Uh, it was like hour hour 40? 40? Yeah. Okay, so... I would have gotten a team, given each team, like, 20 minutes... So you could get six or seven bits. Or, yeah, wait, 20 minutes? Then, mm, yeah, I would have given each team about 20 minutes. Okay. Done seven teams. So it would come to an hour and 40. And given them free reign to do whatever with Tom and Jerry in those 20 minutes. If you want to tell a story, tell a story. If you want needless violent, needlessly violent humor, do that. <laughs> but it just... I think that would have worked a little bit better, at least for me, being a Tom and Jerry fan. I, I can agree with that. Yeah, like throw in the fan service, throw in Butch the dog, throw in the the back alley cats, throw yeah. in um freaking Jerry's nephew. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, like hell, you could even go as far as just recreating one. That's true. Like pick two or three of the most famous Tom and Jerry bits, like the golf bit, the freaking yep. crazy piano performance bit, and... Hmm. <laughs> trying to think of another one. Oh, this is a tough one. There's just so many good bits. <laughs> Maybe, maybe the three mus- musketeers bit. Do you remember mm-hmm. that one? I think I do. 
Yeah, I it swear I've like, seen it. It wasn't quite the Musketeers, but it oh, was no Mickey Mouse and the Three Musketeers. No, it was Jerry <laughs> and then his little nephew, and his nephew wanted to be a Musketeer, and so he has this little sword, and then it's just he goes around and like jabs Tom with the the damn little sword, and he's oh, just like, it. "We we miss your pussy cat." <laughs> Like, oh, that's, like, fantastic. his whole thing. Like, like Tom even, like, takes a little freaking, like, teapot and, like, slams it over him. And then, like, you hear, like, from the, the teacup, he's like, wee wee, miss your pussycat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> it's like, I love that one. But just, like, if you were to recreate those, that would be perfect. <laughs> that would be. Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. And then do a few original ones. Like, why not? Like, hell, if you want freaking celebrities in it, throw some celebrities in there. There we go. Yeah, it's just, I. it could have been done better. Tom and Jerry does not work as a feature-length film. Unfortunately not. In any feature-length film. Yeah. Like, I dare you, any of you, to send us a decent Tom and Jerry feature-length movie. <laughs> Not saying this one wasn't decent. It was like, yeah. It was right. <laughs> anyway, um, so like we said, story seventy three point five. Um, moving on to writing, it's a little bit weaker, um, but it's sitting at a seventy. Every, okay, I'll give them this. Every word that they wrote for um, what was it? Um. Wow, Michael Pena's character, pretty freaking funny. His writing was great. Um, you thought so? I I thought really? he got annoying. I didn't. I thought he was. I I actually really liked the writing for him. It was some of like the other character. Like honestly, like some of the writing for like Chloe Grace Moretz's character was a little off in some parts. Hmm. I don't know what yeah, you think. I thought she was. I felt like she was okay. There was a lot of, like there's just cheesiness all around, but oh, yeah. Michael Pena's character got annoying. I, I, maybe it's just like because repeating it's Michael the Pena, same thing. But I loved him. Just do what? Maybe it's just because it's Michael Pena, but I loved him. I, I I loved the writing for his character. Yeah, I just I feel like they wasted Michael Pena in this movie. I feel like you can say that a lot about act, about some of the actors in this movie. Do I hear Ken Jeong? Oh my gosh, Ken! <laughs> oh, we'll get into that. That's the reason <laughs> I gave it. Actually, what did I end up giving it? I gave it fairly. Not actually. Okay, yeah. A majority of the reason that I docked it was because of that. Fair enough. Absolutely fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, writing wise, it was just eh. It wasn't like it wasn't anything super amazing. No. It was just but... it was very average. I felt very bland at times. I, I like there was a a few funny little bits that they would 
say, but it was just not scripted well. No, unfortunately not. Yeah, like, I don't know. I think even the back alley cats were freaking wasted in this. Like, they, they seemed like thugs. Though. Yeah, for what? They were on screen for, what, 20 seconds? And I feel that even includes the time when they were in um the uh, pound. Yeah, like it. They felt like thugs. Like they should have. Ju- they should have thrown in a bit where they're getting bushwhacked. Yeah, yeah. Like just something. Like that was. Just, it was just dumb. <laughs> it's just like when they were on screen. I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> and I usually like the back alley cats. I like the yeah a I lot of too. the bits that they pull off with them. I actually really enjoy. But. At least, or in the cartoons. In the cartoons, I really enjoy them. But in this, it was just, they felt like thugs. And it was like, it sucked. It felt like they put them in there just because they felt they had to. Yeah, absolutely. Same way, you like, the same could be said for uh, Butch. Yeah. Oh, Unfortunately. Yeah. Me. Like, literally, his only standout moments are when, yeah, he gets bonked on the head by Tom when they first get to the hotel. And then when that whole fiasco happens with him, Tom, and Jerry, and then Michael Pena's character, that literally destroys the hotel. That's literally all. Those are the biggest character moments that he gets. And they're not even really character moments. They're just moments that happen with his character. Or that his character is involved in. Yeah, and it's kind of dumb. One thing I wish that they would explain a little bit better is whenever the animals got into, like, especially Tom and Jerry, when they got into a fight, it created, like, some sort of vacuum where it would suck in all of the animals. Yeah, that that, that like, was something. what? <laughs> like, what the hell kind of bullshit is that? Cartoon logic. It's cartoon stupidness. <laughs> but yeah, I think a 70 is more than fair. I can agree with that. Honestly, I would go a little bit lower personally, but... Like, like what would you go to personally? I don't know. I'd go to like a 67. <laughs> okay. okay. You want to go down to a 67? Mm, yeah, why not? All right. All right, 67 it is. All right, next up we got acting. Uh, So we scored this as 72.5. Tom and Jerry were outstanding. Like, bravo. Yeah, I feel like they're the majority of the reason that that this got as high as it did. (laughs) (laughs) I can agree with that. But... but I mean, no, like I didn't really. I didn't really grade Tom and Jerry. <laughs> no, I didn't either. Uh, I mean, I liked Michael's Pen- Michael Penny's character, but Caleb was not the biggest fan of him. Um, he made me laugh. I love quite Michael Pena. I love Michael Pena. Didn't care for his character, and I know he's supposed to be kind of like the asshole character, but I disliked him in a not good way. <laughs> Fair. Um. I liked Chloe Grace Moretz in this. I've I've seen her in better, um, but overall, I think she did a decent job. 
It's been a while since I've seen her. How about you? I feel like it's been a really long time since I've yeah, seen her. Yeah, you never you never see her in movies anymore, which sucks because she's a decent actress. I really like her. She, yeah, she's an amazing actress. Honestly, I felt like she did a better job in the first Kick-Ass than she did in this movie. I can't really argue that. Dude, I liked her better in If I Stay than this. Oh my gosh, I love that movie. Oh, good. Okay, I'm not the only one. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's like, a decent, that's a really good love story movie. Yeah, but, well, that's setting the bar high. I felt, I feel like okay, saying so. that she was better in Kick-Ass <laughs> set the bar really low. Okay, she was true. young. Yeah. And it felt like that level of acting from her. Like very cheesy. Did it feel? Yeah, I, I don't know. Did it feel like she didn't kind of want to be a part of the movie? What do you think? I do you don't think know. She, she just to? I the performance didn't really match what was going on. I feel. I can agree with that. Like, if you think okay, if you think about like all of the crazy shit that was happening, they acted so calm to everything like it's just like all the freaking animals are in some sort of tornado and they're just like wait (laughs) like no you'd be flipping out oh yeah i mean the first thing i would flip out about is i'd be holy shit an animated cat and a mouse yeah and then uh, i feel like the extras so like the head of the hotel, his oh, acting was, yeah. eh. I liked his acting better than the couples, honestly. Yeah, the, the fiance was annoying. Yeah, the fiance was annoying. Did not like him at all. Yeah, that he, what's his name? Colin Jost or something like yeah, that. I think He's so. From SNL, and he sucked. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah, like he was not bringing any level of game to this performance. Nope. And what's, what was her name? Prita? I think so. I don't think she was bringing her A-game either. I mean, she was way better than he was, though. So, at least there's that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, okay, when he had the drone, for instance, and it was, like, chasing someone, he was just like, don't look at its eyes, or don't look at it in its lens, or whatever the hell he said. Yeah, it was just so, like, like it was so dumb. Yeah. Like, I feel like he should have been panicking a lot more. But, it, I don't know. It was just not good. Like, this isn't, this isn't not, this is not an Oscar-worthy movie whatsoever. No. Not one bit. Yeah. Um, we gave it a little bit, barely a little bit lower than the story. Um, 72.5. Which, if, like, you can only duck for the extras so much because they are ultimately extras. The The big heavy hitters of this movie are Chloe Grace Moretz and Michael Pena. Yeah. And was, they um... did okay. 
What was uh the name of that uh that other uh hotel worker? Was it like Molly or some shit like that? Like the creepy one? Oh, wasn't it Amy? Uh it might have been Amy. I freaking loved her. Yeah, she felt good. <laughs> yeah, she did really good. Like what the hell happened with everyone else? Yeah, me, buddy. I want to yeah, see it. But 72.5, it's the actors, I feel like you could have gotten a really good movie out of them. Maybe not the extras, per se, but the top build, I think you could have gotten a really good movie out of. It's just yeah. unfortunate that the movie we got was Tom and Jerry. Oh, Joy. That was her name. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, all right, next up we got character development, which is is going back on the lower side. We ended up giving it a 65. Because no character really goes anywhere in this movie. Yeah. This one's tough to grade because it's like Michael Pena's character wasn't enough of a, a character to grade for character development, which I don't think he really had any. No, because he's he's an asshole, and then you never think like they play it off as like oh he's you know like he's a what was it like uh okay wait no that totally was not gonna go the way I played it off he he goes from an asshole to apparently a good guy um but l- let's face it I'm sure he still hates Chloe Grace Moretz's character and is out to get her fired and oh yeah easily. Um. Yeah, and then Chloe Grace Moretz's character, she had a little bit of an arc, kind of, but not, not really. She was just someone that was kind of down on her luck, wanted a shot at, or to prove herself in a job that's, like, worth giving a shot for. Yeah. Or that's worth putting forth effort towards instead of she was doing some sort of like Uber for laundry <laughs> before. Yeah, and then when she, the hell is that a thing? Yeah. And then she and wanted to work in, in this hotel, but she didn't have a decent enough resume. And then she like stole it. And she's just like, I just need a shot. And so she got her shot and just proved what she was already worth. I don't feel like that. That's much of a development arc. Yeah, it really wasn't. Yeah, and then Tom and Jerry, they didn't really <laughs> earn anything. Um, They were fighting, and then they decided to team up for a little bit, and then they went right back to fighting. That was honestly the best arc of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so we ended up giving this a 65. I feel like this is mainly due to... uh. Chloe Grace Moretz's character. Yeah, I can and like a little, like I think she got the sixty, and then Tom and Jerry got that extra five. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, I can agree with that. Yeah, it's just there's not a whole lot that can be said with a a movie like this. No. So unfortunately, it didn't work out, and I feel like could they have done like. If you think about it, could they have done any sort of character development with these guys? With Tom and Jerry or Chloe? Let's go with Chloe. 
Because I think Tom and Jerry, it's really hard to give them character arcs. Um, I don't know. Like, imagine if like she actually told the hotel owner before shit hit the fan that hey, it's actually not my resume, but you've seen what I can do. Give me a shot. Right. Hmm. I, or it's kind of really hard with it. I'm trying to think of what would. I mean, you could really go like out how of the to normal. Improve. I mean, you could really go out of the normal and like have her like not get a second chance and get fired from the hotel, and then just imagine if the movie ended with that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be sad. See, kid, <laughs> see, kids, you don't lie with your resume. If it's not yours, don't turn it in. Yeah. I think maybe a, an arc that would have worked a little bit better would be if maybe she instead of her being like, oh, down on her luck, knowing that she's a good worker or whatever, instead of that, maybe showing that she's not really all that motivated show okay. that she has some street smarts she has some quick thinking about her she just doesn't um like push herself towards greatness or anything and then maybe she gets kicked out of her home and is kind of doing the same thing kind of like scamming her way into the hotel they're offering or she overhears that they're going that they need someone to get the mouse it's and then they would end up she like makes a deal to like get a job out of it if she does tom and jerry come in jack shit up (laughs) shocker there yeah and then it's like that was the her motivation to start working harder and better and then she like gets to that point where she actually is doing really well and performing going above and beyond for something like I feel like that would have been a lot better not no. perfect because children's movie but definitely better than what we got yeah but when it comes to a children's movie I think you could learn something maybe uh. yeah so that one's sitting at a 65 uh, moving on over to effects. This one is going to be our highest grade so far. This is sitting at a 79. So so what did you think of this, this animation? I honestly really dug it. I mean, I know, like, I'm sure people are going to be like, well, it didn't even look like they were actually there. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't expect Tom and uh, Tom and Jerry in the real world to look like Alvin and the Chipmunks or Yogi Bear. I'm sorry. I don't want to see that shit with Tom and Jerry. Um, I still want them to look animated, but kind of like updated CGI animated. And I feel for what they set out to do, they did a really good job and they pulled it off quite well. I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, I was I wasn't a hundred percent sure that this was going to look as good as it did when I first I heard that either. they were doing live action Tom and Jerry. 
Um, but I was really impressed. I was really impressed with everything that they were able to do. Um, I loved that, like, one aspect to it. I love that they didn't only animate Tom and Jerry, that they animated every animal. Yes. Like, they did the pigeons. They did the dogs. They did all of the cats. Elephants, tigers, like, all of the animals. There was there was no, like, live-action animal. They were all animated. And I think that that adds a level of realness to it, almost. Like... I think, like, we've complained about this before, setting up the rules of the universe. Mm-hmm. And they set it up that all of the animals are, are look animated. Which thing? So, goodness. it works. Yeah. Ab- yep, absolutely. Yeah, so, I, I've really appreciated that. Um, animation-wise, I think the interactions with the humans... And Tom and Jerry or any of the animals, I feel like that could have looked a little bit better. I can agree with that. I mean, the way I look at it, sometimes I feel it's hard knowing where you're supposed to look when the thing you're talking to is actually not there. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that's really tough. Because you never know, like, uh, in post-production, they could, like, completely change Tom or Jerry's angle to where... Like, like say, like Chloe Grace Moretz is supposed to be looking forward at Tom, but yet they slightly altered it to where he's a little towards the left, and so it looks like Chloe's only looking at like half of him. Right. Yeah, it's. I think it was a tough sell, but that's honestly what brought it down mostly for me. I can understand that. Um. A lot of the human interaction was just not good. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the human stunt work also looked a little off. I told Caleb about this, but there's this part where, like, it's the whole, like, whirlpool of, like, Tom, Jerry, and Spike, right? Yeah. Dog's name. Yeah. So they get, like, sucked into a whirlwind because they're chasing after each other. And Michael Pena's character, who was walking Spike, gets sucked in as well. And the animation on the leash that he's holding looks so freaking bad. Like, oh my, it, like, and I know it's not supposed to look exactly realistic, but the movement is so off. It looks so yeah. jagged. It, <laughs> it looks bad. Yeah. It looks so bad. And I think that's why it's sitting at a 79, not quite sitting at an 80. Yeah. I don't think it's quite as bad as a 78, though. I can definitely agree with that. Like we said, I enjoyed the Tom and Jerry aspect to it. I love that they went with a little bit more realism with the things that they were interacting with. Like um, Jerry's house, or when when he was setting up his living space. All of that looked fairly real. Yeah, well, had a little sure bit of an am- animated yeah. flair to it, but yeah, but it worked. It felt like he was interacting with that environment, unlike when humans were interacting with him. Yeah. So I think seventy nine is more than fair. Definitely agree. 
Yeah. Um, next up, we got music, which we have sitting at a seven. It was nothing special. No, like not really. <laughs> like, honestly, I don't even remember really anything, any music from this movie or like the movie in itself. I remember all the music that played in the trailer, but not in the actual movie. <laughs> Yeah, I think the reason that it didn't get a six is because they they played a lot. They did play a lot of music. It was a lot of like hip hoppy music and just like a wide variety of music, but nothing yeah. stood out. No, it wasn't like there was some blow away performance, blow away song or blow away score. It was slightly above average with the music. It was it was okay. Tom, I mean Tom's performance, his vocal performance was 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 quite good. <laughs> Jolly good show. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think of anything else like regarding music, but I can't think of anything. Um. I do feel that this is just an audio issue, and I guess that you could throw this into acting if you wanted to. But I'm making it an audio issue. Um, there was a lot of times where the other animals I couldn't really understand because they was talking with such like a a rappy voice. I can agree with that. Yeah, it like sounded like they went and got some like crazy rapper to voice some of these side creatures. And it just, it was difficult to understand them because they were talking in such like a thick gangster-like uh I want to say uh, the main alley cat was actually voiced by a rapper. That wouldn't surprise me. What, do you remember the main alley cat's name? I have no idea what his name is. Because I remember like the guy like even talked about it. He's just like, oh yeah, I'm playing a... Uh... The main alley cat. And I'm just like, hey, shocker. They cast a rapper to play. And it's nothing against the the actual, you know, rapper. It was, I just, you know, like, wasn't really surprised when he came out. Yeah. It's like, just, you just need to speak a little bit more clearly than you usually do. Yes. Just a little bit. Like, you can't talk like you're on a freaking rap album. Oh, Butch. That's his name. Wait, Butch. Butch is the dog. Yeah. I thought I thought uh, Spike was the dog. Sp oh, our oh my gosh, that's what we're yeah. Spike is the dog. Butch, what the? How the hell did I mix those two up? I mean, you got. I don't. I don't know. Okay, anything we said about the dog before, or anything we said about Butch before this point, just replace it with Spike. We're probably going to catch shit for that. <laughs> we? You're catching, sh catching shit for that. I just went along with it. Hey, this is a team effort, asshole. <laughs> oh, man. Dang, where You didn't correct that? me. <laughs> I know. That's because I honestly didn't, didn't even know that you were wrong. <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway. All right. That aside, uh, the music was fairly good. 
personally not the biggest fan of like the rap or hip hop music. Um, I mean, but I, but feel I think for this movie like it trying... worked. It did, and honestly, I feel whenever they're trying to bring a, a classic cartoon to a new generation, they kind of have to go with like what's popular, and honestly, rap will never die, and so. Right. Honestly, okay. I don't feel like Tom and Jerry are our characters best represented by rap. Oh yeah. Or hip hop or whatever. I think that they are best represented by classical even like if you wanted to go a little bit poppy with it. Like a pop classical music. Yeah, I can agree with that. Like I think if they would have done maybe a a little bit of a more modernized version of classical music, I think that would have worked really well, especially knowing the history of these characters. It's true. So, um like we said, music sitting at a 7. So costumes. Wait, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, just really quickly. Yeah, you were right about like the rappers, a singer songwriter. Yeah, Nikki Jam played the voice of Butch. I have no idea who Nikki Jam I, is. I, I I don't know either, but I guess he's a songwriter and rapper right now, or well known. Right okay, now. cool. So, yeah. <laughs> he played the voice of Butch. Yeah. Um. All right. Moving on over to costumes, uh, we ended up giving this a six. Not not really anything special about these costumes. No. Yeah, not really. I mean, I'm not um, gonna lie. Chloe Grace Moretz did look good in her hotel uniform. Not. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, but the hotel uniforms were just. Honestly, if whatever you describe the hotel uniforms looking like, you're right. Like, there's yeah. no way to get it wrong. No. It's just, it was average. It was, it, it fit. Um, There wasn't really any costumes that, or costume that blew me out of the water. Um. Which is disappointing. I feel like it should have gotten a little bit higher because of the, like the Bollywood style wedding. Yeah, but for real though. But yeah, none of those blew me out of the water. Out. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like with like Bollywood style costumes, like those usually like blow me away, and these were just very underwhelming. Yeah. I guess the whole budget went to animating those elephants. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, all right, so, yeah, costumes are sitting at a six. So last up, we're going to do personal grade. Um, so, Rose, I'll let you take this one. Um. So overall, I actually enjoyed this movie. Um. Growing up, I did not watch Tom and Jerry a lot, as probably other kids did. I'm sure Kay- I'm sure Caleb watched it a lot more than I did, but I did watch it on occasion. Um, so, 
of course, it's awesome seeing these characters again. Love seeing them together. Um, I I just wish that they were in a better story and a and a little bit better of a movie. Um, but overall, I had a good time. I'm not uh, mad. Or, yeah, I'm not mad that I watched it. Um, I really was never. I really never got bored. Um, I, I I had I had a decent time. Uh, seventy five. Seventy five. Jeez. Well, now I feel like an asshole. <laughs> oh, shit, how low did you go? Um, a lot lower than you. Yeah, but see, like I, I actually... said, I feel you watch Tom and Jerry a lot more, and so you kind of expect a lot more from these characters. Right, and I feel like I do. I did, I feel like there was a certain, I had to really consider what my, I was going to personally give the scores because I felt like the first go round when I was thinking through the scores, I was being really harsh. Mm-hmm. And then I would like, had to kind of take it back a little bit and be like, okay, you can't let your personal feelings get in on this yeah, until exactly. the personal grade. Cause it, yeah. now I'm letting it fly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually am at a seven or a 68. Okay. See, I can completely understand that. Yeah, I I liked the movie. It was okay. It had some Tom and Jerry esque scenes. Um, I'm trying to think of okay. So when uh he sees Jerry in the hotel and he's trying to get across to it, and he keeps falling down the like on the building and like oh yeah off the uh it, cable wires. Yeah, every time he fell, I was, it was pretty good. Like there was a couple ones that I was like, okay, that one felt a little dumb, but there was like a couple where it it got me like really good. <laughs> I did not expect them to actually have him hit the ground. I was like, holy shit! Yeah, I mean, there's a I lot of <laughs> there's a lot of Tom and Jerry bits where they do that, and I I love them each and every one. <laughs> no, <laughs> but. I'm sitting at a 68 just because I didn't think the story was very good. And I did, wasn't really impressed with the writing. The animation was was good. I did have issues with it, like we discussed. But yeah. it's just the writing was is what killed it. I feel like there was a lot of choppy and cheesy lines. And I feel like they wasted some good acting. Yeah. And... T- and like I said, Tom and Jerry, I don't feel works in a movie setting no, whatsoever. It really doesn't. They just need to bite the bullet and do 20 minute bits. Even if you didn't even want to do that, like you could just, you could split it. Like, what did I say? You could do six or, or no, seven 20 minute bits, or you could do 14 10 minute bits. That could work. Yeah, and I think that would be way more entertaining than what we got. Yeah. Well, maybe in another decade we'll get another try at a Tom and Jerry full motion picture film. Gosh, I would love to pitch to someone like an idea for Tom and Jerry. Just go, like, if you're going to go with Tom and Jerry, freaking hit the gas Go super hard with Tom and Jerry. Just, yeah. Just 
go. Like, you can't be so concerned about what everyone's going to think because, as the freaking creator said, like, thank you to the, um, the question of the week that we got. So we got to learn a little bit. It was needless violence back then. <laughs> yeah. And people didn't like it. People thought it was excessive. Yeah. That's what made it awesome. Yep. <laughs> so I I feel like they could have done much better. And if they wanted to, I think they could have gone a um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit route and kind of done like the animated on top of the real world and try to do some like practical sets that would have been super cool yeah and then maybe like a background story i feel like this story would have worked better in the background but it felt like this it felt like a uh a hotel wedding movie with tom and jerry thrown in it but you need a tom and jerry movie with a hotel wedding in the background if you're going to go with a story route (laughs) Otherwise, I don't think it works. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Like, I feel like they could have shortened it. Like, what if it was, like, 20-minute bit where it was, like, Tom and Jerry with the the little bit of uh, hotel and then, like, commercials, quote-unquote, commercials of other Tom and Jerry bits? I feel that would have worked out quite well. Right? Anyway. Uh, so, like I said, I'm sitting at a 68, and averaging that out, that brings us to a 71.5 for our personal grade, which concludes this breakdown, and the final score for Tom and Jerry is a C-. minus. I can definitely agree with that. Yeah, it is sitting Absolutely. at a 72.9%. All right. Yeah, so it is just barely missing a C. Like one more like 0.1% higher and it would be at the the C mark. What which uh category did we lower? I forgot. Uh writing. Yeah, okay. So yeah, if we wouldn't have lowered it, it would have been a C. Actually, let's see. So if I <laughs> bump it up to a 70. Actually, yeah, it would have bumped it up to a C. <laughs> but we went with a 67? Yeah, 67. I feel, I feel it's more of a C- minus movie, even though I gave it a 75. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, I might have... Oh, Caleb, what did you do? Up. Freaking ball sack. No. Sorry, I'm using a Bluetooth keyboard because my wired one took a shit on me. So it was giving me issues. <laughs> um but yeah, so writing was a sixty seven. So yeah, that would have bumped us up. That would have bumped us uh up to a C, but unfortunately didn't quite make it. It's more of a C minus movie. It is. So, comparing this to other C-minus movies, um, let's see. I forget how little C-minus movies we do. <laughs> let's see. This is 1% high, or almost 2% higher than Countdown. 
Oh yeah, I can absolutely agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh is almost three percent higher than cats. Shocker. <laughs> I just like that it was cats. It is point three percent higher than Dark Phoenix. Yeah, that's fair. And two point eight percent higher than The Last Jedi. Yep. Yeah. I can't argue any of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's where it's sitting. That's that's all of our C minus movies. We only have like four, five. Holy, holy shit. I thought we had more. <laughs> yeah, the C minus is an exclusive club. Um it's really a C plus C that's like the majority of what we do or hmm. when it comes to C's. Yeah. Um, I think our, our biggest grade is the B plus. Like, I think that's, that's what we funny. have most of. Um, but yeah, so sitting at a C minus, um, it's not a horrible movie. It's fun. If you want to go see it with ch- some children, want to watch it for yourselves, like there's something to take from it. It's, it's not bad. It by any means, it's just critically speaking, it's not great. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, I think this concludes this week's episode. Um, so, if you like this episode, want to hear more of our stuff, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are damn near everywhere you can find podcasts. Um, you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube as well as some bonus videos that uh, we'll make. Follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash theallbros, Twitter and Instagram at theallbros. Um, and you can hit us up, DM us with some episode ideas. Want to answer our question of the week? Uh, you can do it any of our social medias. Or if you want to join us for an episode, we would love to have you guys on. Any yes, of you. Would. Um, yeah. Or you can also email us. Words are hard today. Email us at channel at gmail dot com, or you can. Oh goodness. Or you can go to our website tinyurl.com forward slash theallbros, where you can find links to everything that we do, including our merch store, which is on tpublic tpublic dot com slash user slash theallbros channel. Links to everything will be in the description. And next week, you guys can look forward to. Oop, I already had that one open. Um, you guys can look forward to a breakdown of the war with Grandpa, starring the man himself, Robert De Niro. Yeah, I am so freaking excited for this one. I this am one too. Looks so good. <laughs> I just want like a fun family movie, and I feel that's what this is gonna be. So. Agreed. Um, so yeah, you guys look forward to that next week. And until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next week. Deuces. So long. Man, it's getting worse and worse. I wouldn't say worse and worse. I felt like that one was just a little lazy. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. Sorry. <laughs> I failed you. Failed you. Ha, 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 ha.